Free Talk Live. We'll talk to you about whatever you want to discuss. All you got to do is call in. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. There's just so much uh, to cover tonight. Uh, I'm not even... I, I feel, always feel bad when I tease these stories because we don't end up getting to more than half of them. I, we were supposed to talk about this Redskins story last night, and I think we just got all off into whatever callers and such that happened. Yelling as, at Mark. As tends to happen here on Free Talk Live. Uh, and yes, it is in the studio with you tonight. Ian. I'm Tyler. And Mark. Uh, let's get into that story, Mark. The Redskins, the Washington Redskins, uh, that's the National Football League, right? Yes. Uh, do you know of another football league? Uh, XFL. They don't exist anymore, do they? I thought they brought it back. I don't know. I hope Didn't so. Didn't they just bring that back like That'd be this awesome. year? Or maybe they were planning to bring it back, but then COVID happened or something. I think they were going to reboot 2020 has been rough on XFL. everybody, so we'll see. Well, you know, I get confused with all these teams. What about the Braves? Are they going to change their name too? This isn't an article about... The Atlanta Braves. But is that also like, isn't that also an Indian team? It is. Yeah. Okay. Is that offensive too? Is it offensive to call? I would say not as offensive as Redskins. would be my opinion. Um, If I had to make a uh, call on this, and I have in the past, I I do not say uh, the Washington football team's name on the air. Oh, really? I don't. No. Uh, Because (laughs) if you were to pick. But you said it off the air. Uh-huh. If if you were to pick the name of, I've said all kinds of things off the air that I don't yeah. say on the air. I, I do limit my speech here, you effing idiot. The, uh, <laughs> so the, uh, if you were going to pick a pejorative for people, Indians, uh, people of Native American descent, you, you decide what terminology you want to use. They mm-hmm. usually call themselves Indians. And if you're going to pick a term for that. What the most, uh, you know, the the worst pejorative tor- term for those people, it would be the name, best I can tell, of the Washington football team. Okay, and that's why I don't say it. Not because I've ever been told by an Indian you shouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm like, eh, I'm not going to do that one. I think that perhaps the there's a there's a baseball team, uh, the Cleveland Indians, perhaps. Their um, logo, the, the just the guy, is mm-hmm. uh, might be offensive to some. He's a little, he's a little happy-go-lucky, right? Like he's smiling, he's buck-toothed, he's, uh, <laughs> you know, eh, whatever. Um, I, 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 there's there's at least one guy that's really upset about that who's an Indian. Normally, when you ask, you know, the polls have been done on this, and mostly Indians don't care about these things. It's not not an issue um, for them. I would also say that when Indians, and they do, their reservations often have sports teams, you can believe they're called the Warriors, the Braves, the uh, you know the, the tribe name, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. So they pick it for themselves. They don't have a problem with that. I don't know of any Indian f- uh, sports team that calls themselves the same name as the Washington football team. Okay. So that's the reason I have decided. I've got two 
you know, particular areas. Uh, one is the clear for me, the Washington football team's name, and the other one, which isn't quite as clear, which is the logo for the Cleveland Indians. Not the name Indians, because to say that the name Indians is bad is to say that an entire group of people who call themselves something is, mm. is somehow bad and wrong. Mm-hmm. So I am not, for, you know, the, the, the Atlanta Braves, the Cleveland Indians, all these things are fine to me in the same way that the, uh, the Minnesota Vikings is fine with me, too. You know, you're just picking a group of people. You're saying these were tough warriors and you're naming your stuff after them. I don't have a problem with that. I know there are people that do have a problem with that. Most of those people are white, (laughs) white liberals, liberal (laughs) and annoying as hell. And so I just don't really care about these tend to be the people who are also concerned with what the topic we have been bringing up in the last few years, I think, during uh, October, during the Halloween season, this cultural so-called cultural appropriation. It's like the, these folks are getting so upset about cultural appropriation, but yet when you actually go and you talk to somebody from Asia or you talk to an Indian and you're like, are you upset by the Indian princess uh, you know, headdress design or whatever? Are you upset by uh, the Asian kimono costume or whatever being worn by white people? And these, these guys are like, no, have a good time. Where's the party? You know, like they're not upset about these things. I wonder what portion of the population actually does take on this upset that they believe that all these other people have within the groups that they're being upset on behalf of. Imagine having that much privilege to be upset about something so arbitrary. (laughs) <laughs> First world problems, right? Definitely, <laughs> right? I mean, other people are worried about where their next meal is going to come from. Sure, and uh, you know, the the American college students are are upset that somebody might be heading into the wrong bathroom wearing an Indian headdress. I mean, mm-hmm. like it's just it's just a it it shows what's going to happen, and uh, you know, so, you can go from there. So, I mean, what are on the, what names are on the table? Do you know of like what are they going I to do, call? I do, but let me let's let's first talk about okay. the uh It's probably not engines, I'm going to guess. It's probably not. <laughs> I think that engine would be number 2 behind uh the Washington football team's name. The National Football League's Washington franchise will Change the Redskins uh, name and logo. There, hey, I, I thought you said it. you weren't going to say it. Yeah, whatever it is. Uh, the team announced Monday. The new name was not revealed. Oh. The announcement comes just days after the team said it was uh, that a thorough review of the name would be conducted, and the name has long been denounced by Native American groups as mm-hmm. an ethnic slur, and a lot of other people, uh, whether their opinion counts or not. That review has begun in earnest, the team statement said. As a part of this process, we want to keep our sponsors, fans, and community apprised of things of our thinking as we go forward. Today, we are announcing that we will be retiring the Redskins' name mm. and logo upon completion of this review. Okay. So they're done. And by the way, also the Edmonton Eskimos. they've gone down in this uh time frame too that's another one uh, we first covered that when it was the eskimo pie whatever company there's one of these companies that manufactures eskimo pies is also changing the name now i wasn't sure they didn't clarify to what you know frozen pie or ice cream pie or whatever but it's 
you can't call it an Eskimo pie. Is Eskimo not a proper term? For right. Like, nope. So, apparently not. Right. So this is this is surprised with, me too. Living yeah. so far, we just don't know. But apparently, it's a big deal. Now, remember, in Canada, it is more profitable to be more of a victim than it is here in the United States. So it's uh-huh. a bigger deal. So the Inuit people um, may very well find it an issue. Well, to as me, big of a deal as what, it may be, it never made the trip down to either of us. I'd never heard about Eskimo right. being an offensive term. Right. Well, that's the thing is is that. Um, you know, when I'm looking at this, I don't hear a pejorative. Well, that's because, uh, according to the story here that I've actually pulled up on Native American name controversies, the primary reason that Eskimo is considered derogatory is the questionable but widespread perception that in Algonquian languages it means eaters of raw meat. One Cree speaker suggested the original word that became corrupted to Eskimo might indeed have been. Askamaku, I'm, I'm, which, I'm sold, sure. Which mm-hmm. means, quote, he eats it raw, unquote. And the Inuit are referred to in some Cree texts as Eskipu, which means eats something raw. It's generally held in Canada and Greenland that the term Eskimo is pejorative. So, all right. Some white guy said you're a raw meat eater in their language or something like that. Yep. And that Have stuck. you ever been to a Chinese restaurant called the Peking castle or something like that i don't think so why peking isn't a city in china beijing is mm, so it's a mispronunciation right? it's just a mispronunciation mm, right okay. like you know huh. turns out people don't speak your language uh-huh. and that's not a bad thing <laughs> uh, what to me uh, i think that this is i think all this stuff gets uh, gets harmful at some point mm. you know i like uh, the well, nice solid lines that's where I'm at, um, because the idea that somehow calling somebody an Eskimo is pejorative, I had no idea, and I never thought that for a second. And so, you know, what? I mean, is this is just, just a bunch of bear traps set out for the ignorant to step in? Is that the idea? Yeah, look, um, words may be powerful in some ways, but you don't have to let them have powerful your power over you. Right? Well, Indian is about people Sticks who live stones. in India, right? Yes. And yeah. they don't. But, you know, Indians widely accept the term Indian. It was you only know, a few years ago I turned out, I heard, I hear you're not supposed to call people Oriental. I, okay. It doesn't offend me if somebody wants to use the term cracker or honky or, or whatever. That's whatever, intended you know. to be offensive. Yeah, but it doesn't atten- offend me. Oh, like, fine, well, but it's I'll intended to be. I'll go eat Honky's Bar and Grill. I don't care. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves here. It's free. It's Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free here, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We're talking about the Washington Redskins uh, football team that has announced they're retiring. The Redskins name and apparently the logo as well. And uh, it's Ian Tyler and Mark here in the studio with you. Tyler, you just mentioned during the break that it's your understanding that the Redskins logo was actually designed and approved by uh, some local Indian tribe up there. Is that right? Yeah, my friend just let me know during the break that um, it it was a Native American man who suggested the name and the image came from a Blackfoot Indian chief. And apparently the tribe he's associated with all approved of the logo when it was made. Huh. Which, you know, it makes me think, 
How many Native Americans really are upset about this? Yeah, Not many uh, is the answer. So if you uh, I've, I've looked at the studies in the mm-hmm. past and I can tell you there is not some resounding uh, cacophony of noise coming from Native Americans. I'm not talking about some people who don't who get who get some news. I'm talking about Native Americans generally uh, about any of this. But. Um, you know, there you go. I picked, I, I, I decided, okay, so here's the beef. I'm going to look at the beef and I'm going to come up with, uh, you know, this, uh, what is the complaint? Uh, what are they saying? I decided the only thing that I could clearly see was Washington Redskins appeared to be the most pejorative of these. So, okay, I'm willing to go on this one. A new Washington Post poll, which was new in 2016, that's when this story came out, uh, shows that 9 out of 10 Native Americans say they are not offended by the Washington Redskins name, according to the poll that shows how few ordinary Indians have been persuaded by a national movement to change the football team's moniker. A survey of 504 people, which is, you know, not a small sample size, across every state and the district uh, Columbia, I presume, reveals that the minds of Native Americans have remained unchanged since the last poll in 2004 that found the same result. Yeah. So literally nothing changed over a period of more than a decade. Sure. And yet these folks have still been persuaded to change their name because somebody's crying a river. Well, I mean, what if there's enough people out there that don't have to be Native Americans that don't care for your team mm-hmm. because of the name? And all I'd say to that is, is it makes perfectly good sense that it's time to change the name. Again, you'll not, you'll not hear me be outraged over it. I just think that that's the most offensive of all the offensive things. Once you slide that off the table, then what are they? What are we going to complain about? Saul, they'll find something. Right, yeah. Redskins, not a hill worth dying on, in my opinion. <laughs> like, it is kind of a pejorative term. But, like, do you think that by changing the name Redskins, all of a sudden, hey, guys, we cured racism. It's no. over now. No, I don't. We took care of it. I don't. That's the whole thing they're doing, is they're just trying to paper over this stuff. Like, all these companies are coming out and proclaiming how much they care, and look, we're going to get rid of Aunt Jemima, and we're going to get, you know, we're going to get rid of Uncle Ben, or... or, or dramatically redesign them i'm not sure what they've decided to do with those characters but no, that none of that stuff news. is going to fix racism right. finding out who killed jeffrey epstein will fix racism <laughs> there you go wait he's dead <laughs> uh. okay so well wait. we're not sure now you said there's names that have been proposed we'll get to that coming up here in just a moment I well also, there's a name and a, a it name. likely okay. is true okay we'll get to that but first the next generation wallet is coming from divi in just a few taps you'll be able to spend earn store and exchange digital money in seconds divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe and only a swipe and instantly exchange between divi bitcoin and fiat currency like the dollar right in their mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account there's no need to wait though as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches because of their relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at diviproject.org, D-I-V-I project.org. As we go to your phone calls, we'll come up here in just a moment with the purported new name of the Washington Redskins. First, Steve is on the line in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. You're listening to KPFW. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, I live, I'm literally, I could throw a rock from where I'm sitting and hit the Trail of Tears. Um, we have a, a big park here where it's, you know, it's a big, big deal with the Trail of Tears. The trail of tears cross the Ar- or the Arkansas River right here, mm-hmm. and 
I have three people that work for me that have their Cherokee Indian cards. Um, I've asked all three of them if it, if it bothers them that the Redskins have that name. They felt like it was an honor <laughs> that their people were being represented. And, you know, growing up in Arkansas, if you Google how did Arkansas get its name, it's from the Quapaw Indians. I mean, so are we going to change state names now that are named after Indian tribes? Or uh, I, I grew up in a town called Pocahontas, Arkansas. And I kid you not, our mascot is the Pocahontas Redskins. Mm. That's that's the mascot for the high school. The conference that I played football still? in. I mean, just to, yep. uh, a lot of things are changing, um, and right, right. they're doing a lot away with a lot of stuff, so I'm just curious. Well, and, you know, Arkansas State University was the Indians for years, but a few years back they changed it to the Red Wolves mm. because Indians was offensive. But, well, I, mean, I don't think offend- Indians offensive. I think that's offensive to call Indians offensive. <laughs> right, and actually the, they, in, the engines, they were going to have a, a locomotive, and they were going to call them the engines, but that – and it literally lost by like three votes to Red Wolves. So you know, why don't they just go ahead and change hilarious. the whole name of the town? Uh, I mean, according to Wikipedia, Fort Smith was, you know, a fort <laughs> that uh, existed during the time of what they uh, describe of as the 1830s Indian removal. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I mean, it's just ridiculous. How far are we going to go? How far? With this? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like four of the eight teams in my conference in high school football were named after Indian mascots. We had the Mohawks, the Warriors, the Raiders, and all of our mascots were, were Indian. So, you know, it's just it's ridiculous. Right. Yeah, I think America is going to uh, lose something if it attempts to somehow scrub its uh, history and its mm. uh, sports teams, uh, the legacy of uh, American Indians. I mean, think about this for a second. You know, when you think about the greatest athletes of all time, if you ask somebody who knows something, I'm not going to ask you, Ian, uh, who has to name the greatest athletes of all time. I suspect in the top five, if they don't say Jim number Thorpe. one, yeah, right. If they if they don't say number one, Jim Thorpe, they, you know, like I probably don't agree with them. And who's that? Right. Right. <laughs> well, Jim who's Thorpe that? won the decathlon in a pair of thrown away shoes. Whoa! At the Olympics, and when uh, congratulated by the King of Sweden uh, on his amazing uh, athletic prowess, he said, "Thanks, King." Because he was just that kind of plain, ordinary guy. Mm-hmm. And he never lived a life of luxury or anything like that. I mean, sometimes some people would take him out, I'm sure, for was nice he Indian meals. Indian or something? Yeah. Oh, Jim okay. Thorpe was, uh, yeah, was American Indian gotcha. from a reservation. Huh. Yeah. Cool. Steve, I think you're right about this. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to share? Go ahead. Well, I think, you know, if you look at the history of a lot of our cities that are on rivers, especially in the South, mm-hmm. there's a lot tied to native american culture and i mean my grandfather had his indian card i mean my great-grandfather um i could step across the border and get my indian card and get free insurance and all that stuff but i've chosen to not do that um you know it's just i think that we're losing like you said we're going to lose a lot of our heritage because there's so many people especially here that their heritage comes from native americans thank you steve for the call tonight i appreciate it there's more on the way
Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com It's Free Talk Live, inviting you to join us here on the radio. You can bring up anything you want to discuss. Our number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms at discord.lrn.fm. Now, communities issue their own currency backed by Intercoin. They can choose to inflate the currency supply of their own money to spend on internal projects, or they can choose to tax certain transactions and remove money from circulation. These activities deterministically change the exchange rate of the community's local money to Intercoin without affecting the other communities or the rest of the Intercoin ecosystem. Each community can choose its own policies and openly program them into their coins. Each individual can choose what coins to get and how to spend them with upfront knowledge of what they're getting into. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the internet and in meat space. We think that's important here on Free Talk Live, so we accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Incorporated for advertising. If you think freedom is important too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. It's intercoin.org. We're going to get into what is the Washington Redskins' new name going to be? Somebody has uh, thrown out a, what, Mark, you consider to be a pretty good guess, uh, yep. or maybe they've got an inside scoop that hasn't been announced publicly yet, but we'll get into the speculation here. But first, Jimmy is calling from Eagle Rock, Missouri. Jimmy, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, uh, I was wanting to talk about uh, a UFO sighting that my mom had two weeks ago. All right. Just to, I, I guess, kind of change things up a bit. But, sure. Uh, yeah, uh, two weeks ago... Uh, my mom's dog started barking and everything is at night, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, she uh, looked up and saw this, this uh, it looked like a black rectangle, she said, with uh, red and blue lights on it, so like, a, like a line of red and blue light. And uh, it was uh, just kind of hovering there for a while and then eventually made its, uh, made its own way uh, towards uh, the, I guess it'd be the, the west, towards the northwest. How but, large was yep. this thing, and how close to the, you know, like the ground or her house was this thing flying? It was about, uh, I'd say about 20 by 40 feet. Wow, okay. It was pretty, it's so like yeah, as big as a big. house. Yeah, pretty okay. much. And uh, it was about uh, about 300 feet off the ground, she said. So okay. it, was, it was pretty big. So, and she witnessed this how long before it it took away it took off? Uh, she about uh, fifteen seconds. Okay, but so probably not enough time to get long, the cell phone out and you know get video. Yeah, <laughs> of it. Yeah, but she she said that it sounded like thunder and dogs were going crazy over it. So it was, wow, that was the first time they've ever. Uh, you know, really uh, paid any attention to any kind of aircraft or anything. There's lots of military aircraft that fly over that area. But Yeah, I was thinking yeah, maybe, 
I mean, the the sizes and dimensions don't seem exactly right, but I mean, all blacks, possibly a B two. I don't know. Well, well, it was a rectangular, straight up right. rectangular. And you said it was hovering, uh, not not triangular. Was it hovering? Yeah, hovering. Mm-hmm. Yep. B twos don't hover. Hovering right? and rectangular. Nope. I actually put hover. a. Uh, I actually Neither uploaded an animation of uh, what she uh, told me she saw on uh, the Facebook page. The Free Talk Live Facebook page. In case uh, you want to check I'll it out. I'll never see it. I don't. I'm, I don't go on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I know Mark does. I'll yeah, take a look. Does. He does. Hey, uh, thanks for that uh, story there, Jimmy. I appreciate hearing from you, man. Toll free number tonight if you want to join us. Eight fifty five four fifty free. There's a lot of you know really interesting stories out there. My roommate uh, has personally seen UFOs in his life, and of course, UFO just means unidentified flying object. You don't necessarily know what it is. You're it doesn't have at. to be aliens. Right? Correct. Correct. I mean, it's fun to think that mm-hmm. they are aliens, but maybe they are some sort of military technology or whatever it is that you know you I, don't know what it is. I think it's interesting how cell phones are so common now, but I feel like we haven't seen an uptick in UFO pictures. Yeah, you know? that is weird, isn't it? Yeah, you think you'd be able to get a really good one. You'd think, of course. I mean. Editing software is also really good now, so it's hard to know whether you're looking at something that's completely fabricated or actually was in the original photo. Yeah, I mean, to me, uh, UFOs is this sort of benign, uh, you know, uh, uh, sort of societal hysteria. Mm-hmm. Um, I Here's my belief uh, on the topic. You'd have to be effing nuts. To not believe that there's life on other planets. When you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, staggering numbers of stars, you're talking about, you know, just an in, inconceivable number of planets that circle those stars, right? Yeah. So clearly, there must Odds be life good. on well, other planets. See, that's the interesting thing, right? It's there's a, there's a name for this. It's called the Fermi paradox. Right. Really? The idea is that like there's so many billions or even trillions of stars, there has to be life out there, right? But the fact that we haven't seen it almost implies that maybe there's just no other life out there because we should have seen something by now. But I don't. How far I, I don't can go we for see? the Fermi. Uh, so look, the deer that uh, that my friend goes out and shoots with a bow and arrow every November or October. I'm not sure what time it is. Um, they don't see him coming either. Um, you know, like if you've got the technology to travel super light speed, you've got the technology to do a whole lot of things, include including not be seen. By a bunch of uh, you know silly primates running around uh, you know burning carbon, um, you know like I figure they've got all those problems handled is my theory on the Fermi uh, Fermi paradox Fermi paradox, um, you know I I mean I've, they they certainly say it I think it's interesting but I'm just kind of of the opinion that yeah sure aliens have been here to visit if there are aliens that can travel faster than light speed and we've never mm. seen them well that's the thing like. We've got some pretty good technology for looking into space, but we can only look so far with a decent amount of resolution. I mean, just now we're getting, I think, what are they described as 4K resolution photos and video from the surface of Mars. And that's next door, right? Like, and the planet's are concerned so you know you start going out to other galaxies and you know other sets of planets and stars and yeah you know there's this photo that came out i think it from was Viger? huh from Viger? what's that it was the uh voyager uh rockets from uh star trek the first one. Oh, uh yeah i don't know what that 
I'm not sure what that Sorry, is. Sorry, you're not up on your. I mean, I've heard of the Voyager. I don't modern. know. Was that one of those ones they just shot out there and let it go? Yeah, it just keeps going. Okay, yeah. it's the idea. Um, is it still transmitting? Somebody thought the joke was good. All right. Is it is it still transmitting? I, I don't know. How could it? It's so I've, far away at this point. Yeah. That was in the 70s, right? Uh, maybe. I'm not an expert on these things. but uh, earlier than that. I don't oh, maybe, know. Yeah. July 22nd. So yesterday, there's the first ever image of a multi-planet system around a sun-like star captured by the European South Observatory's Very Large Telescope. So the very first image of a young sun-like star accompanied by two giant exoplanets. Images of systems with multiple exoplanets are extremely rare, and until now, astronomers had never directly observed more than one planet orbiting a star similar to the sun. The observations can help astronomers understand how planets formed and evolved around our own sun. But, you know, the photo itself is very low resolution. I mean, it's just a couple of, uh, you can see the obvious sun thing with like sun looking. Oh, I'm surprised at how good the resolution is. Honestly, I expected white blob with two dark blobs sitting in it. I mean, it's two blobs and an obvious sun blob kind of looking thing. And, you know, that's all you get. Shop. So if there's if there's life on those planets, we're a long way from ever having any clue that uh, that it's there. Yeah, right? how long ago were we looking at these planets from? Um, I don't know. This photo came out yesterday. Oh, as far as the, the, the light and the amount of time it, yeah. it took to get here? Hell if I know. Okay. I didn't read this whole article. It's, it gets pretty uh, in-depth. Anyway, 855-450-FREE is our toll-free number. So, Mark, what Bigfoot, is... Bigfoot, on the other hand, is real. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. What uh, is the proposed name for the res- the Redskins, the Washington Redskins? You want to just jump in and give you the name, or you want a little build-up here? Well, we've been building up to it for the whole hour. All right. It, the Sentinels. The Sentinels. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So, hmm. a Reddit user apparently discovered the company, which manages Redskins.com, recently registered... For the domain name, dcsentinels.com. The 2000 football... DC? I thought Washington was Washington State. My God. No, no, No? that's the Seahawks. They're in Seattle. (laughs) Why do I even talk to him? Sports ball. (laughs) A55, 450, free like freedom. Seattle Seahawks, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Is that offensive too, Seahawk? Idiot. More coming up here in moments. You can share your thoughts with us. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want. Toll-free numbers 855-450-FREE. President Kanye, is that a possibility for the near future? Well, I sure hope so. Maybe. That would be a pretty interesting presidency. Yeah, I mean, if you thought Trump was entertaining, this would be a, you know, possible rival to the entertainment value. I mean, Trump's pretty hard to top, but uh, this Kanye West 2020 presidential campaign is apparently underway, and it's apparently, maybe it's a real thing? That is, of course, one of the big questions. Define real. Well, that's what we're going to get into here in uh, just a moment. By the way, in the studio tonight, it's Ian, Tyler, and Mark. Don't forget, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We have lots of features on the site 
And I want to say thank you to Liberty is Life. That is the name of one of our Free Talk Live amplifiers. Uh, Liberty is Life is contributing the silver level amplifier, which means that uh, they are contributing five bucks a month to the AMP program. That's all that we ask. Really appreciate it. Uh, There's almost a couple hundred folks that are amping the show, and it really makes a difference for us because it helps us advertise, market, and promote. That's what AMP stands for. It helps us get on new radio stations to bring new ideas of freedom to people all across the United States and beyond all over the Internet as well. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up there like Liberty is Life has done, and you can do do that for credit card, debit card, PayPal, and Bitcoin BTC, and you get some cool perks, some bennies as a result of doing that. We really appreciate the help. Thank you, Liberty is Life. Over at amp.freetalklive.com, amp.freetalklive.com. So I saw the headline, you know, I've heard here and there that Kanye West was talking about running for uh, president. I don't know much about this guy except that he's married to uh, Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. She's some sort of internet breaking bimbo and that uh kanye is a rap artist who sang some songs at some or rap some i think that pretty much sums it up Uh, i think he also has done fashion to some extent he's he's done some things did he do the fashion or just put his name on somebody else's uh fashion Uh, look man uh you know i don't know and uh, from what I understand, he is a, a bit of a character. Uh, he he sort of made a name for himself over the last few years by wearing a MAGA hat, the Make America Great Again logo hat that Trump made very popular. I'm not sure he's as uh, virulent of a uh, Trump supporter as he was. As he was. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that he may not be. Um, in fact, he is running a presidential campaign, which suggests that he wants to go up against Trump. So the story here from uh, ABC News, Kanye West says at his first campaign rally, quote, everybody that has a baby gets a million (laughs) dollars. So he's already throwing out the uh, unbelievable welfare promises. uh, Vermin Supreme did it better when he said everybody gets a pony. A million dollars I'd rather have than a pony. I agree with you. I'd rather have a million dollars. You haven't ever had a baby and won't. No. Uh, But... but, I mean, I might for a million dollars. For a million dollars, I mean, that's going to change the that's incentives. That's the problem. Yeah. This is the, like, what exactly are you trying to do, Kanye? Uh-huh. Who do you want to have babies? <laughs> is this a baby or is this per, per baby? Yeah, uh, there's a summary here. This piece from ET, which is uh, Entertainment Tonight. Good because it. Is, I hope it's not a real news source. Kanye West's 2020 presidential campaign is still underway. The 43-year-old rapper announced his intention to run on the 4th of July, tweeting, quote, We must now realize the promise of America by trusting God, unifying our vision, and building our future. I'm running for the President of the United States. Hashtag 2020 vision. That does sound Unquote. like the same gobbledygook that uh, politicians put up on their Twitter feeds. Since that night, it's only gotten more confusing what Yi is actually up to. And I guess that's like one of his uh, other names that people call him huh. for short, Yi. Kanye. Yeah, yeah Kanye. Uh, keep up, or maybe, yeah, maybe it is pronounced yay. yay. Uh, keep up with the latest developments here on Sunday. Kanye held his first rally in South Carolina, wearing a vest with security written on the front. He spoke to the crowd about his platform and anti-abortion stance. Kanye tearfully said that he and his wife Kim Kardashian, uh, Kim Kardashian West, discussed the possibility of her having an abortion while she was pregnant with their first child. Following the event, a source told E.T. that, quote, Kim is upset with Kanye for his rants yesterday. She knows this is something that North, that's their child, will see when she gets older. And that's heartbreaking. The source adds that... So is naming your uh, kid with the last name West, North. But is he really running? 
According to Federal Election Commission Form 1, the statement of organization signed by Andre Bodiford, the rapper is seeking the office of president under the party of BDY. Kanye previously stated in an interview with Forbes that it stands for birthday party. <laughs> Declaring when, because, because when, because when we win, it's everybody's birthday. Hey, that's <laughs> it's great birthday. Marketing. Oh God. So, um, I, I guess that somebody needs to tell somebody here that uh, you you can't even write in a candidate's name in many states. No, you cannot. So, and that's another question you they'll address. Here. Simply must uh, be on the ballot when it mm-hmm. comes to president. I mean, this is it's a it's a tiny little club, win. and you ain't in it. Yeah, you can't win unless you're on like I think it's 36, and you have to be on the right 36 states. You know, can't leave out California, right? Like you got to be on 36 state ballots at minimum. Uh, in order to have a mathematical chance of winning, I can't the believe it's thirty-six. Uh, it's that many. I would think okay, that okay. That's the number I recall from the past. You know, maybe it's uh, more. I don't know. Maybe you could uh, win as many as thirty-five and not win. Um, mm. Might be a, an accurate statement, but I'll bet you that you're darn close to winning with California, New York, Texas, and Florida. A source told E.T. last Wednesday Kanye was planning on backing out of the race, saying he's gone back and forth with running for president and has stated he was running and then that he was going to wait. A source told E.T. saying, quote, he changes his mind constantly, but fielded documents in case he decides to move forward. That's because he is uh, mentally ill. I mean, he is. Uh, well, so is Biden and so is Trump. Yes. He's diagnosed. <laughs> though. So um, he has got. Uh, oh, go to Joe Biden dot info and you can diagnose him yourself. He is a definitely a little girl sniffer. Uh-huh. Um, I've diagnosed him right there. Yeah. And uh, Trump is a megalomaniac. So there you go. Hashtag 2020 vision or maybe 24. I guess all black people supposed to vote on Biden. Y'all want me to run or not? Nah, he wrote. With just about 100 days until the election, Kanye has missed the deadline to qualify for the ballots in several states. So far, it appears he's only made it on the Oklahoma ballot. Which is weird, because I remember Daryl Perry talking about how Oklahoma Oklahoma was was the hardest. worst. Quote, this afternoon we received a properly executed statement of candidacy for Kanye West, along with the appropriate filing fee in lieu of petition. I bet oh. some, some some bureaucrat just uh, just said, you know, no, just I chuckled. And, yeah. I see what it is here. Huh? It's here in the statement. Along with the appropriate filing fee in lieu of petition. So he was able to get on the ballot in Oklahoma by paying a filing fee instead of getting petitions. Now, I'm going to guess... That this has to do with 2020 and COVID, because there's been a lot of states yeah. who've been sued by, like, the Libertarian Party, for instance. They're suing in a variety of different states because many states are, are you know, they're sticking their feet in the mud and they're saying, nope, we're not going to budge on our ballot requirements. You've got to go and get 300,000 petition signatures or whatever the arbitrary number is in, in your state. Uh, we're not going to budge. And so lawsuits had to be brought. So I'm guessing that's why you can now file with the birthday party in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Kanye West is now qualified as an independent candidate for president of the United States in Oklahoma and will appear on the general election ballot. But that's only one of 50.
So there's your uh, your update on the Kanye West presidential campaign. Don't you think we should mention Brock Pierce uh, during this? Uh, you know, when you're talking about we Kanye? talked about his uh, his run. Brock yeah. Pierce, the child actor from was it uh, Mighty Ducks? Mighty Ducks. Yeah, one of the child actors. I imagine there were a few of them there, but uh, he's become a cryptocurrency. I tried to get my son to watch it. Uh, we got that Disney Plus, uh-huh. and uh, Jack just wasn't interested. Not into it, huh? No, he wanted to watch uh, the Monkey Kingdom or something. It was about uh, macaque monkey. And that sounds more interesting. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty cool. Uh, fictional or a documentary? Uh, documentary. Okay. They were having sex. Oh, well, yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> Monkeys will do that. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Uh, Kanye West, uh, you know, he did have his first event in South Carolina. He invited a couple of young women to uh, from the audience to speak on stage about issues that concern them, such as education inequality and police brutality, and then launched into a speech. When the education inequality, were they concerned that uh, women are, uh, you know, higher represented in, in higher education than men are these days? Is that what their concern is? I don't know. I yeah. don't watch it, and I don't. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I don't watch other presidential candidate speeches, and I'm certainly not going to watch this one. But he then launched into a speech that touched on a wide range of topics, from his battle with opioids to his business dealings with. With Adidas before elaborating on his pro-life stance. So he sounds like he's like kind of like Trump. He just gets up there and just rambles uh, about stuff for you know, an hour <laughs> or two. I would love to see him in a debate. With Trump? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Unfortunately, I doubt the Commission on Presidential Debates, which is seated by both Republicans and Democrats, is going to be changing their rules anytime soon. I'm still working on this electoral map, but it's going to take more than uh, New York, Texas, California, and Florida. Kanye is going to need 10,000 signatures to get on the ballot in South Carolina alone. We're coming up. You can share your thoughts here. It's free. Maxwell, he was a runaway into rescue, great disposition. About nine years ago, he was scratching a lot, and he started losing some hair. My vet, she says, oh, he must be allergic to the chicken. Another vet said, it's the grain. Third vet, she says, it's the weather, something in the air. And then somebody said, D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I have been listening to the Dynavite ads, hearing about different stories of different people, and it just clicked. I got my first 90-day supply, and it took a grand total of two weeks. And the dog stopped itching, the hair stopped falling out. Dynavite is nutrition. And Maxwell loves it. Now he's close to 10, and the Dynavite is a big part of Maxwell's diet. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. And he's a spectacular dog. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. It's Free Talk Live, and we're kicking off the second hour of the program. As always, you're invited to join us here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Here in the studio tonight, I'm Ian. I'm Tyler. And I'm Mark. Well, if you needed another reason to avoid New York State, I mean, we've certainly told you over the years how New York is the least free of all the 50 states. <laughs> Don't uh, come to New Hampshire. By far, it is the least free. It's not you even, have to go through it to get here. It's, well, you could fly to New Hampshire. You could. Uh, we do have you airports. could drive through Canada in theory, right? You no, could, I couldn't. You can't, but Neither some could people you. 
At one time, I could. I could. Yeah, at one time, <laughs> I did drive through uh, Canada at one point. And no, they don't want me back until at least 2025. And then I got to pay them a bunch of money. And so I'm uh, probably never going back to Canada. But, you know. Anyway, uh, so, yeah. So other bad news about New York State. The worst of all the 50 states by far. If you look at the Freedom in the 50 States study, which I don't know when the latest one was. It was 2017 or 2018 or something. But uh, the Freedom in the 50 States, they rank the states by various different you know, numbering systems and scorings and all that. And New York is number 50 by a long shot. It's not even close because when you look at the actual like, you know, if you look 49-50, oh, well, 50 comes after 49. But when you actually look at the score, like the numeric score that New York was given compared to number 49, which was California, it is a huge distance. So New York would have to become multiple like factors more free to even catch up to California, which in by no means is a free place. But yeah, New California is pretty bad too. Yeah, California is terrible. New York is way worse. It's like ten times the distance between uh, California and New York. Well, now you got another reason to stay out. According to Fox5NY.com, police officers are now stationed at New York airports to enforce the state's strict quarantine rules amid the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Says oh, this is going to be fun. Quote, our quarantine enforcement is serious, he said, and I want people coming into this state to know that. States have never done border patrol before. He said, but we have police. California has a uh, has checkpoints for people Fruits. bringing fruit in. That's true. So, you know, the fruit patrol. Yeah. But we have police at airports. I, by the way, I showed the lady when I was going in my bag of nectarines. Mm-hmm. I, I, I always have fruit in the car while yeah. traveling. I had no idea she that you were She confiscated? Nope. Nope. She just really? said, uh, you know, don't, don't do anything with that. Don't plant them. Yeah. Something. Uh, when you land, there's a police officer there, said the governor. You have to fill out a form as to where you're going. It is illegal to leave the airport without filling out the form, he said. Illegal. Mm-hmm. Really? Did that pass through the legislature? I doubt it. Oh, he's just making crap up. I mean, maybe this it did. This is some power-drunk moron uh, just making stuff up. Anyone coming from a state, says Fox 5, with a high COVID-19 infection rate must quarantine for 14 days. When visiting New York, New Jersey, or Connecticut, the governors of those states announced about a month ago the list of states keeps growing as coronavirus infections spike across the country. Quote, we know this virus travels. We know we cannot hermetically seal the state of New York in our own little bubble. But he would if he could. Yes, we cannot hermetically seal the state of New York in our own little bubble. So when you see the virus coming up in these other states, it poses a threat to New York, he said. The governor said he has heard some travelers weren't aware of the quarantine rules, but that's no excuse. The state's health department has been regularly updating the list and an explanation of what you need to do. Quote, we have some people coming into New York saying, well, I didn't know there was a quarantine. I don't know how they didn't know there was a quarantine, said Cuomo, because, you know, everyone pays attention to New York's news. Well, I think that they do think that, yes. That's what he thinks. Yes. Right. The reality is very different. Everybody's paying attention to their own lives. They don't give a flip about what this jackball is saying on television every day. There's a quarantine, he says, and we are serious about it. He says 39 states now fit the criteria of, quote, increasing threat, unquote, and require visitors and returning residents to stay put for two weeks. 
He said, upon entering New York, if you're a traveler and do not have suitable dwelling for your 14-day quarantine period, you must find appropriate accommodations at your own cost. The health department website says if you're a New York State resident returning from travel and do not have appropriate accommodations for quarantine, please call your local health department. So there you go. Now, just like when you travel internationally, if you've ever traveled uh, to another country, uh, and I have not done much of this, but I know that at least when we've been to Mexico, they give you that uh, little sheet that you have to fill out on the airplane. So they pass yep. this out like right towards the end of the, the flight, and you've got to fill the sheet out, and part of what the, the sheet requires from you is, where are you staying? Are you staying in a hotel? What's the address? Are you staying at somebody's house? What's the address? And the idea is that if they want to, now, how often they actually do a spot check like this, I don't know. But in theory, if they wanted to, they could show up at your hotel room and make sure that you're there. Now, that's just the normal way of That's the normal immigration level of creepy. Or, yeah, just travel. That's just the travel rules of going into another country. They, they want to know who you are, and they want to know where you're going. Well, now New York State is doing that to people from 39 different states, at least, in the United States. Yeah, and that's they, ridiculous. They they want to know where you're going to be, and I bet you they're way more likely than the Mexican government to actually check on you. They just need to change their slogan to "Welcome to New York." You're now being detained. You'll be staying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're moving into a nursing home. <laughs> I mean, like a, a good a good deal of these deaths that they're that everybody's all worried mm-hmm. about were deaths that Cuomo caused. That's right. By send, forcing people into nursing homes that. Shouldn't have been there. elderly folks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And didn't Dr. Fauci say that Cuomo's doing a great job? Even though I feel like that's probably the biggest blunder of this whole thing so far. That's, yes, he did. Right. Well, I mean, and there's it's a series of blunders by a confederacy of dunces. Oh, they sure. they just keep on happening. Whether it's uh, the WHO, whether it's CDC, they just keep on messing this up. But you, don't worry, the statists are out there ma- vigilantly making sure you have your your mask on. They sure are. I got my first mask shaming today. Really? Yeah, meaning I don't have a mask on. Um, so that's sort of shaming. What happened was I was at a the local mailbox store here where a bunch of us libertarian types have private mailboxes here in town. It's kind of a thing uh, for the libertarians up here. And they had announced – they told me the day prior that they were going to start mandating masks for customers starting Monday. And, of course, I'm never wearing a mask, so that's why they told me that. And so today I went in because I'd heard that they offer a curbside service, meaning they'll just come out and put your stuff outside the store, and then you can you can call them and have them do that, and then you just pick it up without having to go in, uh, which, you know, that's more work for them. It seems kind of silly, but that's it's their store. They can come up with whatever rules they want to. And so I was talking to the clerk about this cur- – asking her about the curbside service because I didn't really know exactly how it worked and was – you know, I said to her, hey – you know, it's you, you guys' store. You guys set the policy. And this is just one of the employees. It wasn't the, the boss, although they're usually within earshot. And uh, just saying, hey, it's your store. You know, I'll respect your rules. But I just want you to know that I have a religious objection to wearing the mask. And behind me, I hear at the top of this woman's lungs. And I don't know what she looked like. It was basically a drive-by attack because uh, she was walking out the door as, as she did this. She goes, ha! Objection! <laughs> As she walks out the door. Right. So that was my first. Uh, over all these months of not wearing a mask, it was my first one. What is your religious objection? It's my religion. It's just something. It's your religion not to wear masks. Oh no, no! It's okay to wear a mask for costume sake. 
So uh-huh. if you're expressing yourself in you a mean costume, like the Guy Fox mask you have hanging on the wall, like right a costume here. party, yeah, like you've worn uh, multiple locations, okay? Right, for costuming purposes. Uh-huh, I gotcha. But a mask that uh, that inhibits regularly one's ability to communicate with other human beings, yeah, that's that's very objectionable. Okay. To my religion. All right. So. 855-450-FREE. If you want to tell us a mask shaming story, have you been shamed by anyone for not wearing a mask out and about? Uh, I know, Tyler, you're going back to school coming up here in uh, the local college here in Keene, and they're not going to be allowing people to give hugs. They're not going to be allowing handshakes on campus. I presume there's going to be a mask rule in place. Have you heard anything about that yet? I'm anticipating it, but I haven't heard that it's required yet, Mm -hmm. but I would not be surprised if you want to go into your class to be wearing a mask while you're there. I've seen videos of co-eds before, and they're not very conscious of uh, their, their their behavior. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. What kind of videos were those, Mark? Co-ed videos. <laughs> and there's more on the way. You can bring up whatever you want here. Tell your story on Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want here. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. Like freedom, that's 855-450-3733. If you'd like more businesses accepting cryptocurrency like Bitcoin Cash, Dash, Bitcoin SV, or even the original Bitcoin, you can do it with AnyPay. Just go and grab the AnyPay Cash Register app at the Google or Apple App Store and get started. It is not hard to get this thing set up. If you've already got a Bitcoin wallet, you're almost done. You just copy your crypto wallet addresses from your Bitcoin or a cryptocurrency wallet, and you put those addresses in the back end of the AnyPay cash register app. You're ready to start accepting cryptocurrency payments at your point of sale. Just load it up on your tablet at your register or use your own phone, however you want to do it. It's super handy. It's super easy. And most importantly for business owners doesn't cost you anything you get to collect 100 percent of every sale thanks to the anypay cash register app or at least every crypto sale if you're still using credit cards they're still going to screw you uh but that's a good reason to start taking cryptocurrency so go to get the anypay cash register app and just start experimenting with it now if you get pretty familiar with it and you want to start helping local business owners uh get started with this you can actually start earning rewards passive income for every purchase made paid at the time of the purchase sent out to you directly to your wallet from the folks at AnyPay. It's pretty awesome. You work with a lot of businesses in town that Not are enough, using any, but a few AnyPay. Them, yeah. Several. And they, uh, what's your experience? Are they happy with it? Yeah. I mean, I haven't had anyone tell me you know anything negative about it. I mean, there's a little learning curve, of course, not much of one. Uh, but things have been going pretty smoothly for these businesses. Some of them have been using AnyPay for, I think, nearly three years now. Two or three years. So that's a good run. Check them out, AnyPay Cash Register, or go to AnyPayInc.com. We've been talking about the new Traveler Health Form that you will be asked to fill out. No, they're requiring you fill this health form out. In fact, according to uh, the New York State Coronavirus Travel Advisory info here on their website, 
A travel enforcement operation will commence at airports across the state to help ensure travelers are following the state's quarantine restrictions. As part of the enforcement operation, remember Miami just launched a 39-officer-strong mask enforcement task force recently. So this isn't just New York, but as far as travel restrictions, New York's a little unusual. The enforcement teams will be stationed at airports statewide to meet arriving aircrafts at gates and greet disembarking passengers to request proof of... Completion of the State Department of Health Traveler Form, which is being distributed by pass or to passengers by the airlines prior to and upon boarding or disembarking flights to New York State. All out-of-state travelers from designated states, which they said earlier were 39 of them, uh, must complete the form. Almost all states. Yeah. Upon entering New York, travelers who leave the airport without completing the form will be subject to a $2,000 fine and may be brought to a hearing in order to complete a mandatory quarantine. Travelers coming to New York from designated states through other means of transport, including cars and trains, must fill out the form online. Now, of course, that's the tricky part is how do you ensure that the people who are driving in have filled out. How do we get New York to secede? I don't know. But I mean, mean, this this place is not they're They're clearly not respecting the system of governance that we have here in the United States, where laws are passed through Congress and then enforced by the executive rather than this sort of, oh, the governor's just going to make a bunch of rules thing. Well, that's happening in all the states, though, Mark. I mean, all these governors are making a bunch of rules wherever you go. Sure. In all those other states, I'd be a lot more comfortable taking the case to court mm-hmm. to say, where did they get the power to do this? New York? You're I don't think I'd, yeah, yeah. I'd, I think I'd lose. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is called the Empire State, so you kind of know what you're getting before you go and move to a place like New York. Uh, so here, here's their uh, traveler health form. They talk. This is the one you're supposed to fill out online if you're just going to drive into the state. So it says here, if you've traveled from within one of the designated states with a significant community spread, you must undertake a precautionary quarantine when you enter New York for 14 days. And then they give you a list of the states here. Upon entering New York, if you're a traveler and do not have suitable dwelling, you must find appropriate accommodations. So let's see. What are what are some of the questions uh, that they ask here? Oh, we're not going to get through it because you have to put in email address, what? birth date, phone number, mobile number, uh, asking how you're arriving into the state. and So, so what if you decide to go for a walk outside where basically there's no uh, danger of much of anything happening? Probably they're not going to like that, but I don't have the the whole ins and outs of this thing, Mark. Basically, if you want uh, to go to New York, you're out of your mind, and you should really reconsider Yeah, and if you, if you go to New York and you need a quarantine and you don't know anyone there, are you going to be able to go to a hotel and be like, hey, I'm supposed to quarantine here because I'm at risk? Is that hotel even going to let you in at that point? Great question. Good question. I don't know. And I don't see you would 30. think that's what I was imagining, but uh, maybe not. So I don't see 39 states on this list here, but it is at least a couple dozen uh, strong. So probably at least half of the the states. Yeah, the reporter probably doesn't know the rest of the states. Oh, hey, New Hampshire's not on there, so nice. we're still good to go. If you really, really want to go to this hellhole, oh, I'll bet you Connecticut and New Jersey aren't on there either, because people who uh, travel every day to work into New York uh, City, you are correct, do not, not want to uh, do that. I'll bet you there's no directly adjacent state. On the list, you are correct. Philadelphia or uh, Pennsylvania is not on the list either. Yep, yep. So uh, uh, what Vermont, about Vermont also is not on the list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very sharp. Very sharp. Yeah. Well, there. It's a miserable place. Yeah. So there you go. There's your coronavirus New York State update. But you know what? New York's pretty bad. 
It's pretty bad there. But what about Venezuela? You know, it's been a while since we talked <laughs> about Venezuela. Been a, it's been a long time since we talked about how bad it is in Venezuela. So, so yeah, we've, we've done a lot of discussions I, I meant here. to ask about New York. What if some large, uh, some, some radio company, mm-hmm. I don't know about large, a radio company offered you a staggeringly large amount of money to pick up no. and move Free Talk Live from New Hampshire to New York City. Radio City. You already know what my answer is. I, I just want to make sure that I, I do know what your answer is. <laughs> uh, broadcasting from some great tower above the city with with uh, you know money and power and women or whatever it is you like. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, the answer would be no thank you. <laughs> no thank you to women? Yeah, <laughs> no, I knew that. To, to moving to New York <laughs> at any price. I'm not interested in that. Uh, and you know that, Mark, because we talked about this before. You'd asked me a similar question before. What if you know some radio syndication company comes in and wants to buy Free Talk Live with millions of dollars? And I would have told them no. Cause You'd say no if it was uh, New Hampshire. <laughs> If it was New Hampshire. If they said they would uh, leave it in New Hampshire, that you'd still be the main host. Yeah, I don't want host. somebody else telling me what to do. But th- somebody could put, could still write a contract that says you own Free Talk Live and that, um, you know, whatever. And we'll put you on WOR 770 mm-hmm. um, or uh, Well, you already whatever. got on WRKO. Agreed. I'm just saying that they could write a contract where everything stays the same, but you have to move to New York. Oh, hell no. To, to broadcast. Oh, God, no. That would be awful. That does sound miserable. Yeah, I would never want to live in that place. I would do it for a few months. That sounds like fun for a few months, but I'll bet you it would get miserable. Yeah, I, mean, I have I, trouble driving through New York. It's awful. It is. It's just one of the worst experiences you can possibly have. Yeah, it can be kind of fun in the city for like a night or two, but man, I wouldn't want to spend more than a weekend in that place. 855-450 free. 855-450-3733. I mean, the food's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they got a lot of great restaurants. They got some entertainment. There's no doubt about that. Yep. Uh, but, you know... City life like that, it ain't for me. What about you? You can join us. Take control of the airwaves. Venezuela. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. It's 855-450-3733. Whether you want to comment on the uh, the continuing crackdown on freedom because of COVID. That's the excuse now for absolutely everything. And uh, as I was pointing out previously, this is just the most boring year, the least fun year. There's almost nothing uh, that people can go out and actually do. And it's just so depressing. It's awful. I was listening to Radio Lab on NPR. Pretty popular show. Um, actually, it's one of my favorites on there. And they were looking through the archives, uh, trying to find news stories on the flu pandemic of 1918, the Spanish okay. flu. And they could barely find any news reporting on this topic. Hmm. 
when they found one, I, I don't know how far back it was, but well back into the newspaper, there was a you know some article that's saying five uh, in the last three months, five million people have died from you know the, uh, the Spanish flu or wow. whatever. Here, if it's fifty people that die, everybody freaks out. Right, and I'm just thinking it's you know interesting how sort of you know things have changed. I mean, what uh, did people in 1918 not value human life? Uh, what was what was the reason that today we're all upset that uh, you know Florida is seeing an uptick in deaths? I'm not upset amongst 85 year olds, and um, you know people who are. Look, I don't mean to be callous here, but I think everybody realizes somebody who's 85 is closer to death than somebody who's 15, right? Hope so. So it's not that I'm trying to kill grandma. It's mm-hmm. back, as a matter of fact, I, as you know, have Your taken steps. Your mother is what, almost 80 years old? Yep, uh, to, mm-hmm. to protect my mother. Mm-hmm. But I believe that's my responsibility. That's her responsibility. That's our family's yeah. responsibility. And mm-hmm. not anybody else's. It's this ridiculous attitude that if we just do enough, mm-hmm. all of these deaths can be prevented. And it's False. right. It's right. not like we've never had disease before this. Right. It's this faith-based sort of belief system mm-hmm. that's around the you know the sort of activists must be active. We must be active in order to prevent this. And well, the belief is is that if we can just save one life, if if it takes you know all this stuff, all these new rules, all you know now these now there's a mandatory form you got to fill out if you just want to go fly into uh, New York State. All this hoop jumping, but I don't. They believe that this is helping. They believe that it's saving lives. And to the people who believe in this mentality, no distance is too far. No amount of rules is too much. Well, that was interesting. So I was having a, I had a situation where um, I had to go talk to some, a, a person in my neighborhood. And his wife is diligent when she feels like it about this COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I was keeping... So she was clear that she wanted six feet. And, you know, maybe I'm no spatial perceptual genius or whatever, but I'm pretty sure I can eyeball six feet. Mm -hmm. I know the difference between six feet and nine feet. And she wasn't happy with nine. Mm. Like, exactly how, what is the the length here? Are we talking about, like, our feet to feet? I'm six feet tall. I (laughs) I can keep my mouth six feet from you and still touch you with my toe mm-hmm. or close to it who decided that six feet was like the farthest that covid can go in the air before it stops infecting people it's, it's pretty arbitrary yeah what did i see today there was a really interesting uh post made by a guy who actually works in the medical industry he works for like johns hopkins hospital or something like that here it is from the new england journal of medicine quote We know that wearing, and this was published, I'm not sure. Uh, We know that wearing a mask outside healthcare facilities offers little, if any, protection from infection. Public health authorities define significant exposure to COVID-19 as face-to-face contact within six feet with a patient with symptomatic COVID-19 that is sustained for at least a few minutes, and some say more than 10 minutes or even 30 minutes. The chance of catching COVID-19 from passing interaction in a public space is therefore minimal. In many cases, the desire for widespread masking is a reflexive reaction to anxiety over the pandemic. Yes. It is also clear that masks serve symbolic roles. Masks are not only tools, they are also talismans that may help increase healthcare workers' perceived sense of safety. 
well-being, and trust in their hospitals. Although such reactions may not be strictly logical, we are all subject to fear and anxiety, sure. especially during times of crisis. One might- and that's the reason I wear it um, when I go out, is, is because I don't want to deal with some lunatic who's- Shouting at you? Upset uh, about something. I'm not going to deal with it as well as you do. You, you, you are cool under pressure when it comes to somebody engaging you. I am not going to be. I am going to be- unpleasant to deal with oh i wish that woman had uh that that gave me a tried to give me a hard time but as she was just sort of walking out of the store and i was in the middle of something so i couldn't do anything about it i wish she'd have confronted me in the parking lot because then i'd have grabbed my camera and we'd have had some viral video (laughs) (laughs) it would have been fun uh but uh one might argue this is uh, the last uh, sentence or two here of this statement from the new england journal of medicine i mean no slouch group there right uh they say here one might argue that fear and anger Anxiety are better countered with data and education than with a marginally beneficial mask, particularly in light of the worldwide mask shortage. But it's difficult to get clinicians to hear this message in the heat of the current crisis. Could you put that up on the uh, Telegram group for people who want to get that article? You can go to telegram.freetalklive.com. That's telegram.freetalklive.com and... Get it. I will do that. Ma- expanded masking protocol's greatest contribution may be to reduce the transmission of anxiety over and above whatever role they may play in reducing transmission. And now I have to because uh, my wife was, if she happens to listen, going to be very upset if I don't mention it. Um, her contention is that you're much more likely to d- die from uh, cortisol and stress and the upset. You know that your health is going to be negatively affected from the the stress and the worry and all that stuff surrounding uh, this disease rather than the disease. And she if you're f- the worrying type, well, yeah, yeah um, you know, there's lots of people are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and if you're the worrying type too, you're probably staying inside. You're not getting a lot of sunlight. You're not getting a lot of exercise. That's making your immune that's system worse. That's not what worse. people are actually. That's what they're actually doing. There's, prob- there's probably there's probably a few that are, are doing, but most of them are going out and they want you to uh, protect you know, them to do things for them. Mm-hmm. Um, right. There was a, a gal who uh, came over and wanted to what my wife called catastrophize with her, um, which I think is some. Uh, you know, mental Is that health to like speculate about all the bad things that could happen? Right. Okay. And you know, she said, "Nope, not going to do that." Great. Yeah, that sounds unhealthy. How did yeah. the woman take it? Uh, I think she knew that what was coming. Okay. So, uh, yeah, if you want to comment, you can join us here, 855-450-FREE. Well, let's take a little trip down to Caracas, down in Venezuela, because we talked about how bad New uh, New York is, and it's pretty bad as far as their tyranny is concerned there. But we actually haven't talked about Venezuela, I don't think, in months. I think we've been so distracted with uh, the whole COVID nonsense crackdown well, insanity. Well, they didn't get COVID in Venezuela, so whatever. Do you say they did not get COVID yeah, in Venezuela? Yeah, why would they? That's not what the government wants you to think. Oh, okay. Uh, according to Breitbart.com, out of Caracas, it has now been four months since the Chinese coronavirus lockdowns began in Venezuela with no apparent end in sight. The Maduro regime recently extended the lockdowns again last week. We now live in under an even more authoritarian reality, masked under the pretense of public health, and the evidence suggests it's doing more harm than good. In a previous entry, I mentioned how the fierce lockdown was an exercise in how much Maduro's regime could openly get away with. Which is what we've been saying about the United States for the last four months. That this is, it's an experiment. The government goons are pushing as far as they can. And they're just, they're seeing how much Americans can take. 
And just as we've been saying that Americans have been taking quite a bit, same thing as what they're saying here in Caracas. In this past four months, he says, they've gotten away with a lot. Some of it's familiar. Arrests for anti-socialist tweets. Government-sanctioned snitching. We got that. We got plenty of snitching here in the, in the United States. The horror of potentially having to use the Venezuelan healthcare system. Added to that in this new reality are curfews for all. Some states have curfews. Some cities. Bans from leaving the neighborhood. And the imprisonment of an untold number of people in government-seized hotels being used as quarantine centers. That happened in California. Yeah. Without habeas corpus, it's happening in the U.S. 855-450, free like freedom. It's Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Well, if you think it's bad where you are with the crackdown on coronavirus and on freedom, well, let's look at what's happening in Venezuela. It's actually the first check-in we've done with Venezuela in uh, quite some time. We used to, I don't know, every couple months we'd get some sort of crazy news story about just how absolutely hellish uh, Venezuela has become over the years, thanks to socialism. Uh, of course, that's you know the reality behind why things are so bad there. We can talk more about that coming up here. Your calls and thoughts are welcome. And don't forget, you can go to freetalklive.com where you can sign up for the Free Talk Live email list. We usually send an email once a week just to kind of keep you in the loop with what's going on with Free Talk Live. Uh, that email sign-up box is at the bottom of almost every page on the site at freetalklive.com. You'll also find it on the front page as well. So check it out and get signed up, and you'll be kept in the loop with what's happening here. freetalklive.com. With you tonight, it's Ian. And Tyler. And Mark. And according to the socialist regime, this is a story from Breitbart.com about what's happening in Venezuela, what with the whole coronavirus uh, insanity. Venezuela has documented over 11,000 cases. Huge emphasis on the word according, as contesting Maduro's official numbers can get you arrested in Venezuela. The same goes for any opinion regarding the announcement that several of the regime's figureheads have been, quote, infected, unquote, with coronavirus, including top socialist head honcho Diosdado Cabello. Police arrested a prominent former Chavista public figure for, quote, uh, tweet directed at a socialist politician wishing him good health so he can someday face justice for his actions. So they arrested somebody for tweeting. A, crit- a critique. Due to the alleged surge in cases, the city of Caracas is once again in a level one quarantine that severely restricts commercial activity and our overall livelihood. Interdistrict transit is banned unless you have the corresponding safe passage documents. So make sure you have your papers. <laughs> To get from one side of Caracas to the next. Barricades have even been placed to enforce these restrictions in certain areas. Since he cannot incur the wrath of our new Chinese overlords, Maduro has referred to the coronavirus as the Colombian virus. Instead of the Chinese virus. Yeah, well, you know, he'll get under control, yeah. Because Colombia's right next door and he wants to badmouth uh, Colombia because a lot of folks have left Venezuela. They've escaped from Venezuela and they've moved to Colombia. Where they can actually, you know, make some money, get a job, take care of their families. Survive. Yeah, so, you know, he wants to uh, make them look bad. Even on the website of the People's Ministry, or even the website of the People's Ministry for Health refers to it as such, whilst the, placing the blame on people who, quote, enter the country through illegal roads. See, it's those immigrants. It's their fault. 
They're I've heard this ones. playbook before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds a lot like New York State, who is also trying to control who enters their country. No scientist anywhere in the world has produced evidence that the virus originated in Colombia. The earliest documented cases occurred in Wuhan, China, as we know. The regime's baseless accusations of the, quote, Colombian virus, unquote, are a facade meant to deflect any accountability for the obliteration of our healthcare system. A socialist regime can't be the hero without a villain. Just so happens that it's Colombia's turn this time around. Those unlucky enough to test positive for the Colombian virus are respectively imprisoned in hotels that the socialist regime has arbitrarily seized. Which, of course, if you're familiar with Venezuela, you know that the seizure of businesses is just sort of the norm in Venezuela. Well, it's it's socialism. Yep. Socialism means state ownership of the means of production. So, yeah, that's it. If you have a business in Venezuela and it's still under your control, it's because the government hasn't deemed you effectively, you know, right. You're not profitable worthwhile. enough. Yeah, you're not worthwhile uh, to take over. Now, profits do not stay once the government takes over industry in Venezuela. They tend to run whatever the business was right into the ground and and then, of course, have to keep pumping more taxpayer dollars into it or printed money or whatever just to try to keep them uh, keep them alive. Venezuelans returning from abroad also receive this treatment, forced into quarantine shelters that lack even the most basic sanitary and hygiene measures compared to concentration camps. Only the socialist regime's elite and military have access to real health care, though even the limping private health sector is facing oxygen shortages. Venezuela once claimed to have access to a Cuban miracle cure— Interferon, which scientists agree has shown no visible potential to cure coronavirus and may actually kill its users. But Maduro quietly stopped mentioning it over time. In Venezuela's real healthcare system, I've heard that playbook too. the one normal citizens have to use, friends of doctors are actively seeking ways to smuggle personal protective equipment to doctors that they know, as the government stopped trying to find enough for its medical workers. To soften public anger, because you can't just go out and buy the PPE, you've got to smuggle it in Venezuela because otherwise it'll be seized, right? Like if you try to like buy a pallet of uh, N95 masks, well, the government's just going to take that crap and they're going to give it to their people. Right. To soften public anger against the regime, Maduro has taken to demonizing Venezuelan citizens who travel abroad and came home, just like in New York, referring to them as bioterrorists. Now, Cuomo hasn't gone that far quite yet, but that's just the naming of these people. Bioterrorists. Because you left Venezuela and came back home. Well, I mean... <laughs> don't come back at this point. They don't want you. Yeah, I guess... Well, yeah, I mean, and who would want to go back to Venezuela, honestly? I well, mean, people but, who have family there. Yeah, sure. You know, that's why. Time to get them out, though. Yeah. But the thing Easier is, is where do you go? go? Uh, right now, even as a, as a U.S. citizen, it's not easy to travel. That's right. It's probably even harder now anywhere. Uh, Maduro himself has publicly urged the persecution and capture of Venezuelans for traveling and returning home, even though he personally spearheaded a campaign urging migrants to return to the fatherland. So first he wants people to come home. Now he doesn't want them uh, to come back home. Oh, he does want them to come back home. He did. That way he can blame them. (laughs) Yeah. Also in the crosshairs are violators of Venezuela's strict quarantine rules, many of which, like a ban on riding bicycles... Have no basis Somebody in Somebody saw the uh, Facebook thing where, uh, you know, like if you ride a bicycle, a stream of deadly virus <laughs> follows you oh, for no. 40 feet. <laughs> have no basis in science or medicine and have no international analogs. 
You can't expect people to simply stay at home for over four months, not when a staggering 96% of the country lives in extreme poverty. Yeah, this is the thing is, is uh, these governments, and I'm not saying I want this to happen or anything like that, but if you really wanted this to happen, uh, it's not that hard, right? Lock down the borders. Mm-hmm. Well, and you then, can't easily do that in a humongous country. Well, they claim they can, mm-hmm. and if they have one role, it would be that to con- secure their borders. So, um, lock down the borders, and then have a lockdown. And I mean a real lockdown. The kind of, you know, like, you if you go outside of your house, off your property, it's the purge. Murder's legal. That kind of lockdown. And then... We'll see how this lockdown stuff works. Rather than, well, everybody has to stay home except that everybody can go out because everybody's essential except you're not. And you can wear like a mask, that. but you don't wear a mask. Like, it's just it, this, these half measures, they don't do anything. This could have been over in uh, the second week of April if they wanted it to. You think so? I don't think so. Well, how would it have uh, spread, Ian, if, uh, if they had done what I said? Well, I mean, I didn't China kind of do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like China, did. China yeah. was the perfect, um, I wouldn't call it perfect. Total authoritarian. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Where it was like, they can make people stay home. They're just going to feed everybody rice and they're just going to ride it out. And even them, it's still, it didn't eradicate it. Nope. They had know? a resurgence. Yep. Right. Yeah. I think uh, probably Korea is a better example of something that worked, but they didn't do anything like North that. North Korea. Yeah. They just shot anyone. South- that South- South- <laughs> no, that's, that's effective. No, best Korea. Korea. <laughs> Not everyone here can brute force their way out of all the facets of the ongoing collapse of the Venezuelan socialism, such as power, water, food, gasoline, etc., through the use of foreign cash. People <laughs> need to work because their lives depend on it. Since the Venezuelan banking institutions have remained closed during these last four months of quarantine... Yeah, why open? Because people just wanted to withdraw money. The Venezuelan bolivar, or what's left of it, has become sort of a digital currency. I personally haven't seen a bolivar banknote in months beyond a stack of useless 100 bolivar notes that I have on my desk. Almost every cash translation is now done in foreign currency. And that's something that was one of the last things we reported on about Venezuela is I think it was probably like December of last year. They were in the headlines because the dollarization of Venezuela was happening because um, Maduro realized at some level that it had to happen in order to keep him in power, that he had to basically look the other way as Venezuelans started to price things in dollars. So you'd see menu items or whatever, you know, placards showing prices that would show either price only in dollars or in Boulevard and in dollars. And you're you're seeing that everywhere six or seven months ago. And so it wasn't exactly legal for that to be happening. But it was the kind of thing where, like, kind of in North Korea, where Maduro's they look the other way. power is the most legal thing, though. right? Yeah. Kind of like in, in uh, North Korea, where they look the other way about the black market activity because it's feeding people. Uh, in the same things happening in, in Venezuela, they're looking the other way. You can't do anything with banking with the dollars. You can't take them and put them into a bank account. So successful businesses that collect a bunch of dollars have a ton of dollars, and they don't know where, where to put them. And it becomes uh, targets for robbery and things like that. There's mm. more coming up here in moments. It's free talk live. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, 
the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. It's Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want here. Toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. As we launch into the third hour of this program, it's Free Talk Live. And with you in the studio, Ian. I'm Tyler. And Mark. We've been talking about a piece from Breitbart written from someone who's in Venezuela, living in Caracas, and just kind of explaining what things are like there. They, of course, like like the United States, they've got the snitch uh, campaigns going on. We'll tell you one of those uh, a little bit more about one of those coming up here in a moment. Uh, there are of course lockdowns that are happening. They're blaming Colombia for the virus, even though there's no evidence that it started there, and uh, just all kinds of ridiculous nonsense. They're forcing people, of course, to stay at home. So a lot of it sounds rings somewhat familiar. But the difference, one of the key differences, is Venezuela is impoverished. So it's one thing to tell people, hey, stay home, you know, you can't go to work or you got to work from home or whatever. In the United States, changing from an office job to an at-home job isn't really a huge change, right? Like for some people, it's actually a really beneficial change because they don't have to drive anywhere to go to work. I mean, most people who work at a job in like a city, they hate having to get to the thing, right? Because you got to drive for a half hour, 45 minutes or an hour or an hour and a half or whatever it is to get just to get to your job. It's a tremendous amount of time uh, being poured in. So for some folks, this has been actually a, a real benefit in the United States where we have a significant cache of wealth. Now, I'm not saying it's easy for everybody in the U.S. I mean, there's people out of work. People are on uh, unemployment. The unemployment bonuses, the $600 a week bonuses, those are supposed to be drying up, I believe, after the end of this week, if I recall correctly. So, you know, times are not going to be getting easier, I don't think, here in the U.S. But at least you didn't start with no running water or you know drinkable water or food on the table you're down to one meal a day that's what it was like for a lot of the families in venezuela six or seven months ago yeah what's it like now and what is it like now that's a great question then we're kind of touching on some of that here from the breitbart story and if you want to weigh in you're welcome to join us uh toll free numbers 855-450 free they were talking about how if you test positive for corona which they're calling uh, the colombian virus there are uh, you're effectively imprisoned in hotels that the socialist regime has seized now we know what happens like in california when they seized some hotels or paid the owners off or however it was they did it because technically you know uh Marriott still owned the hotel that the government had seized, but they were now telling the hotel, well, now you got to take on these bums. We're going to put these homeless people (laughs) into your hotel. Oh, you're worried they're going to destroy everything because they're drunk and uh, high and they don't care about the things that they're there because they have no liability for the actions. Oh, well, too bad. You're just going to have to fix the damages when they're gone. Can you imagine the amount of just trashed 
the trash factor that your hotel would experience if it was packed to the brim with a bunch of homeless people? Oh, God. Yeah. That's what happened in California, from what I understand. And that was pretty early on. We were talking about that a few months ago. So they're doing something similar there in Venezuela. And now uh, they're discussing the, uh, the health care situation where if you uh, want to get you know, personal protective equipment, basically, and you're not connected to the government, you've got to smuggle it because they're going to take it from you. And they've got some pretty strict quarantine rules. And they point out the banking institutions have just been closed for the last four months. Uh, dude who's writing the story at Breitbart says he hasn't even seen a Boulevard banknote in months. The extreme lockdown measures combined with somehow worsening economic collapse of the country give Maduro plenty of opportunities to create enemies of the state. The strategic command operations of the Bolivarian National Air Armed Forces, through its Twitter account, invites Venezuelans to snitch on those who've entered the country through, quote, illegal roads, unquote. And parties are now a crime, and you're expected to report them. They put an image here on this story from the United Socialist Party of Venezuela, and it shows a telephone and a phone number. Uh, 911 is, uh, is referenced there. Denuncia las fiestas llamando al. Report any parties by calling this number. So if your friends or your neighbors are throwing a party... It's, it's just like duty. America. It's your duty to report it to the government. You better not be having any fun out there. No, and, and you're right, Mark. This is just like America. New York City's been cracking down on parties. Baltimore, I, other places. Yeah, other places all over America. Yep. Yeah. And there's snitch systems there, too. The Chinese-inspired Fatherland system, which already processes a large amount of data, including the distribution of handouts and gasoline quotas, is now also being used to control people in times of quarantine. The system periodically requests uh, personal information from its users and occasionally asks you if you know someone who has entered the country. So apparently this is an app? I'm looking here. The Fatherland system... See, this is the first I've heard about the fatherland system. This is this is new to me. I mean, we've been reporting on Venezuela for for years. Yeah, I thought this was the uh, the social credit, uh, like the the Chinese thing. system. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what they're they're implementing here. So they're showing uh, a, a lengthy form asking users for their blood type oh and my. questions on symptoms. The introduction paragraph reads, quote, President Nicolas Maduro and the Bolivarian government of Venezuela is taking measures to diminish the impact of COVID-19 in the national territory. Success in facing this coronavirus is based in implementing distancing through social and collective quarantine to cut the chain of transmission. The fatherland system is being used as an instrument in the prevention, communication and pursuit campaign against this virus. We count on the conscience of the citizenry and the will of all to confront this pandemic together. See, if you don't do what the government says, you must hate. Yeah, you're not people, patriotic. Right. Yeah. To say that I personally feel trapped here, writes the author, would be an understatement. More so after the past days. I'm more afraid of the regime's mishandling and mistreatment of the infected than the virus itself, because in this case, the cure is way worse than the disease. Maduro has outright said, we'll never return to the old normality. A rare promise from the dictator that I expect him to keep. So. That's so weird that that seems to be the mantra everywhere, right? The new the normal. The new normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't ever go back to the way things were. I don't know why. Because this is more control. This mm-hmm. this new normal, as they're calling it, is a more controlled society with more rules, more expectations, and more signaling about how if you don't go along to get along, 
then you're a bad person. Well, that's my problem. It's like there's a dichotomy. People are like, well, either this virus is real or it's an attempt for the government to control us more. Why isn't it both? Or both. Yeah. Yeah. That's the answer. I mean, right. and don't the, let a good crisis go to waste. Yes. Right. That's, that's really that's right. it is, is that th- it's they've already got a playbook for the next crisis. Yep. You'll watch mm-hmm. them attempt to trot it out. They do it all the time. I'm surprised that COVID-19 hasn't been wrapped in with gun control. Mm-hmm. But you can believe it's all in there somewhere. Well, at the very least, if the kids stay out of the schools, we probably won't have school shootings anymore. So we can at least say that that may be the, you know, solved. <laughs> well, I, 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 for one, am uh, against kids going back to government schools yeah. in the fall or, or ever. Indeed. So there's your latest update from Venezuela, and it really didn't sound that different than what's happening in New York State. The only real key difference is the impoverished you know, situation. I mean, people are way worse off in Venezuela to start with at the beginning of this than the people of New York were. So that's, that's the difference. You know, most of the people in Venezuela didn't have their own businesses or they were already being uh, taken over and or shut down or severely restricted before that that even started. So it's it's even harder to do it down there. But, uh, man, it's just it's sad to read about all this. If you want to comment, you can join us. The toll free number here is 855-450 free on that uh, New England Journal of Medicine article you had. Apparently, uh, JAMA has released uh, a retraction uh, because they're like, oh, yeah, pe- we don't want people using this to, as an excuse not to wear masks. Really? So yeah. even though they were basically saying the masks are essentially symbolic. That's right. what they're saying. Even yeah. if you look at the data that say masks are effective, there's no way to say how effective it is. It could be marginal. It right. could be tiny, but but it matters. And that if you don't do it, everyone's going to die. Right. The, the, the idea of – so, I mean, you know, going into the grocery store with a mask on, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But the no, idea that you're going you're to put your employees in a big uh, concrete box for 10 hours, but as long as they're wearing masks, mm-hmm. everything will be fine, it's ludicrous. Mm-hmm. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. You join us. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. Let's let's change gears here. Let's, let's get into a little bit of text news video game violence people have been talking about this for decades is it something that can actually lead to aggression well there's been a study it's free talk live you dial in here you bring up what you want take control of the airwaves our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM that's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. In the studio with you tonight, it's Ian. Tyler. And Mark. And also want to say thanks to Bitcoin.com. Longtime sponsor here on Free Talk Live. You want to go learn the basics about Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, cryptocurrency, get over to Bitcoin.com. They got you covered. And it's free. So why not get started to educating yourself about this amazing technology that is not going to be leaving anytime soon. Probably not in our lifetimes and our grandkids' uh, lifetimes or whatever. This is this is tech that's going to stick with us. It's going to become more important. Like we're in the same, I would say, time frame right now with cryptocurrency that we were with the internet in like 1995. People were just barely having some idea of what it was they've gotten their hands on. They didn't really understand. You know, people thought the internet was going to be a fad, like a passing fad that, you know, the fax machine. But not in 95. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think in 95, there were still some people that, that thought that about the okay. Remember, Windows 95 just came out. I think that people... <laughs> you were still in prison. <laughs> I think that people were... Uh, you know, there, there are people out there that think that cryptocurrency is a passing fad. Yeah. However, um, what they're not doing is, is they're not consuming media from uh you know the financial end of things uh, where they're saying things like blockchain is the greatest innovation mm. in the of the decade and you know like things like that and bitcoin is the greatest investment in the decade by the way right and oh yeah it's, it, it by is by far and many have said that bitcoin is here to stay you know what's going to be big when countries are going to start making their own digital currencies china's doing it they're talking America's about it. been talking about it yep Venezuela. that's how you know yep but remember, those aren't real cryptocurrencies. Those are just digital state coins, mm-hmm. basically. Right. So Tokens. That, that gives them total control, total central control over their tokens, whereas things like Bitcoin are decentralized, meaning that no one person or one entity has control over it. They are distributed in thousands of locations around the planet. The blockchain is this massive uh, public Publicly visible in most cases, not in the case of privacy coins like Monero, but uh, publicly visible evidence of who's got what. Basically, it's a ledger and it exists simultaneously in thousands of places. So it's distributed and it's decentralized. And so therefore it can't be stopped. Right. And this is what countries, the conclusion countries are coming to is, is that Bitcoin can't be stopped. So. Let's try to produce something like it. If you can't beat them, join them. So they're tra- they're creating their own tokens. Of course, their tokens will be as uh, controlled, mm-hmm. as immoral, as manipulated oh, yeah. as their money was, because that's what they do. That's right. Um, so we are seeing that happening. Of course, with the whole COVID thing, they're, they now have an excuse We've seen this coin shortage thing that's been in the news over the last week or so. Uh, My roommate showed me a really funny meme today. Somebody had put a sign up on, like, you know, one of those coin-operated parking meters that said, sorry, coin shortage. They, like, taped it to the sign as their reason for not paying the the parking meter. I thought that that was pretty smart. Yeah, it's uh, hilarious that the United <laughs> States government can't keep up with its own coinage. And yeah, it makes I'm sense. suspicious. Suspicious for sure. What do you? Th- why? What, what? What's the reason? I think they want to promote the cashless society. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, does anyone care that they're not getting back uh, nine cents in change? People who count their pennies do care about that. Their yeah. pennies are worthless. Their well, pennies mostly, cost but... four cents to produce. <laughs> the average like, person doesn't. Ladies know that. and gentlemen, the United States one cent piece is garbage. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's counterproductive. Uh, it, I mean, it, they should get rid of it. They it, should use rounding. Uh, but... In my lifetime. The value of the currency is down by 10%. That's it? Ten, ten, excuse me, 10 times. So way more. things that were a dime are when a I buck. was a kid are a buck now. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. The Meaning, therefore, that the penny is worth a tenth of a penny. <laughs> and the dime is worth right. a penny. Right. Like, you seriously could get rid of the dime and uh, you know the nickel and the, the, the penny and you'd be fine. Frankly, would it really matter, ladies and gentlemen, if they just rounded off to the quarter? Would it really matter to you? Like, would would you weep over your loss <laughs> of twelve cents? I think most people don't like to have change. I mean, they they some people collect it and then they turn it into dollars, but it's a burden. Okay. Change I, is a burden. I don't want to give the United States government uh, hints on how to make their currency better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, admittedly, it's it's the most accepted one in the world. So you know, they're doing something right. 
but just go ahead and eliminate the nickel, the dime, mm. and the penny. Just get right. Get rid of them. This is the 2020 last year. They were wiped out by COVID. We don't have them anymore. Well, that's they make what a dollar saying. coin. They they did that. I know, but the problem is, is they let people use one dollar bills mm-hmm. and eliminate the one dollar bill. Really? Why go with a coin instead of the dollar bill? Because they're durable. Right. So that's the thing. You have to replace dollar bills constantly, and that costs millions of dollars just to put new dollars in circulation. Versus coins will last, you know, thirty, mm, forty much years. longer. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, the dollar is a dime. Just keep on thinking right. of it as a, everything's a tenth of what it was. So my recommendation is actually, you know, eliminate the dollar, eliminate the five, mm-hmm. and then really? you know, just to use uh, coinage for that. But I like my two dollar bills. I know you do. Those are neat. Yeah, yeah, and they they only they're only good bills because they got the Declaration of Independence on the back instead of some government building. It's the only one. Yeah, Thomas Jefferson, better president than most, and Jefferson mm-hmm. on the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so. John McAfee. I just got to get this out there. <laughs> what a guy. I got to get this out there. Now, we've interviewed John McAfee, I think, on two occasions from a couple different Bitcoin conferences over the years. Yeah, he's gold. He is entertaining as hell. Yeah. I mean, I love the guy on a personal, like, this guy's great kind of basis as far as you want to talk to him. He's got stories to tell. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, you know, he's, he's, he's gold. He's always doing something fun and crazy. He, he actually gets up and says, guys, I can't talk anymore. As opposed to, because I, I, I'll kick him off the air. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. It's too good. So uh, a couple of years ago, I guess it was 2017, July 18th, 2017. So three years ago, John McAfee predicted on Twitter that uh, Bitcoin would be $500,000 within three years. And right now, three years later, it's about $9,500 for one Bitcoin. So didn't it's even come disparity. close. Yeah. It didn't even come close. It did have a nice run up in the end of 2017 where it hit about $20,000, but that was as high as it's ever been. It's now mm-hmm. about, again, $9,500. And he said, uh, so $500,000 within three years. And he said, if not, I will eat my <laughs> on national television. We can't say... <laughs> We can't say the word that he used there, but you can imagine Richard. Yeah, what it was. And then then he doubled down. Uh, at some point thereafter, he then said it would not only be $500,000, but it would be $1 million on July 19th. Uh, or excuse me, July 19th this year, he took it back. He said, not going to get out of it. I've never believed Bitcoin would hit $1 million. It's absurd. It's an old, tired, worthless coin. I just wanted to eat my, you know... On TV. Wait for it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so Continue to wait. <laughs> so there you go. He's taking it back. He's not running for president anymore? Uh, you no, know, he didn't that get would the be nomination. another one. Him and Kanye in a debate. Oh, yeah. that'd be amazing. He didn't, uh, he didn't show up to the Libertarian Convention because he's on the run from the federal government. Oh, he's been, on, a, he's been on his boat for the last year, basically running his campaign from, uh, from the boat, from you know the Bahamas or something like that. Or Cuba. He was actually in Cuba at one point. Scratchy and losing some hair. My vet, she says, oh, he must be allergic to chicken. Another vet said, eat the drain. Third vet says, it's the weather. Then somebody said, D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E oh. dot com. 
It took two weeks, and the dog stopped itching, the hair stopped falling out. The Dynavite is a big part of Maxwell's diet. You get some Dynavite, how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom, that's 855-450-3733. It's Ian Tyler and Mark in the studio here tonight. And, of course, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We have a variety of features. One of them is the ability to actually watch the show. We have uh, streaming video on a few different services we got Twitch, we got DLive, and we're still on YouTube. It's the lowest quality, by the way, on YouTube. You get the better qualities on DLive and Twitch. So if you want to see us in HD, watch at DLive.LRN.FM. And uh, the Twitch feed is standard definition, but it's still better quality than the YouTube one. You can go to Twitch.LRN.FM to see that there. If you prefer yourself socially controlled, YouTube's for you. YouTube is the worst of all those platforms. There's definitely no doubt, although Twitch isn't that much better. DLive is probably the least offensive uh, of the three, I would say. DLive, I don't think, has really done much to uh, you know, offend, offend people. I think they did ban Alex Jones from DLive at, at yeah. some point. but Well, uh, it, it's only because of a lack of popularity. I mean, honestly. You know, so, once, you're the, once you're the public square... And you can control who gets to talk and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. The, the the ring of power is difficult to slip from your finger. Indeed. All right. So uh, check them out. DLive.LRN.FM and Twitch.LRN.FM. Hit the follow button and follow us there. It costs you nothing. Just uh, helps us crank those numbers up. We definitely appreciate everybody who watches us and listens, of course, via our audio archives, which are available anytime you want to download them or subscribe to the podcast over at freetalklive.com. And so I said we were going to talk about video games a little bit here. And uh, just during one of the breaks, we were discussing, you know, what sort of games, Tyler, you're into. And you're playing Warzone, was it? Call of Duty Warzone. Oh, it's a Call of Duty. See, I didn't even know it was Call, Call of Duty. Duty game, yep. See, I've heard of Call of Duty. This is like a sort of a modern shooter, kind of warfare right, shooter. Right, first-person shooter. What mm-hmm. I like about Warzone is it's free. A lot of these Battle really? Royale games coming out, yeah, they make them free. Now, then, is this one of those battle battle royales as well, where it's like 100 yes. people fighting in the same map, basically? Yeah, about 150. Yep. Oh, 150. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's up there. See, our, in my day, we had four-player games, <laughs> son. Isn't that amazing, though? 150 people. So it's one of those things where, for listeners who aren't familiar, Battle Royale is this uh, Fortnite, I think, made it popular, basically. Or PUBG, I think, was the original. Was and it? The, okay. Right. The idea is you land on the map. Mm-hmm. There's about like 100, 150 of you, yep, and you're, uh, there's, there can only be one winner, and it's right. just constantly fighting each other, survive. right, taking each other's resources. Exactly. And, and it, I know that uh, Fortnite and PUBG, I think they had like a closing arena, basically, like there's like sort of a, a map that sort of closes in, essentially, right. there's like a restriction. Like Forces you, you together right. to fight at the end, so you're not just wandering around aimlessly with two other people on this giant it's map. It's a smart mechanic, it, yeah. it, it essentially, eventually you're going to be in the same spot with, this, with whoever it is that's right. left. And only one will survive. Uh, so people really are addicted to this uh, this particular gaming format. Was this your first battle royale game that you were? Uh, I you tried Fortnite mm-hmm. for about a week, and it was atrocious. And I'm not sure like why it. people got into that game. I think I know why. Yeah, um, because 
Minecraft is very popular, right? Mm-hmm. So like, there's a lot of kids that are into Minecraft, and I guess Minecraft's been around for a while, right? Like, I mean, your son's into it, isn't he, Mark? Oh, yeah, Minecraft. way into it. And he's 12 now, right. and he's been playing it for how long? I mentioned uh, for some years. Six years or something? Not that Seven, many. Five, is, I don't know, some time. A long time. Uh, it's been I mentioned to my son that... Captain America was now available in Fortnite. Captain America is his favorite superhero, uh-huh. as it is mine. Um, and he like immediately began S-talking Fortnite. Really? What does this kid know about Fortnite? He's never played <laughs> Fortnite really? in his life. He certainly watched people play it, though. You say he's he watching, watches the gaming right, channels. He's watching the gaming channels, so he's familiar this way. And I'm right. like, I was stunned. Like, I didn't realize I had a fanboy on my hands here. Like, I could, you know, you could hear it, especially somebody who's not... Uh, Meaning he's a Minecraft fanboy. He's a, apparently yeah. a Minecraft fanboy. Uh, and just outraged at the... <laughs> notion of me saying the word Fortnite in his presence interesting so i think that's i think minecraft is sort of so just besides the people that don't like you know Fortnite because it's a shooter it's sort of a bridge between those worlds meaning that in Fortnite, you have to build stuff basically it seems like in order to have success there's this sort of building feature where you can construct uh, barriers, you can construct things to hide behind, you can construct bridges from point A to point B. And for people that like a game where you build things, they would like that aspect of Fortnite. For me, it pisses me off. Right? Right, I don't want to. I don't want to be building things. I want to shoot things that move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but for the people that that do, because I did try it, right? Like I tried it, and uh, for, but for the people that do like to build things, they're really into it. Oh right. man, now they can build all these cool, you know, forts or whatever and they can protect themselves. And of course, high ground is beneficial in in shooting games typically, so you can actually build a higher ground and sort of take on uh the other players from it essentially. So it does add a level of strategy that normally doesn't exist in in a map. So like if you couldn't get to a ledge, you now can because you can just build yourself a way to that ledge um it's completely unrealistic and silly but that doesn't mean it's bad right like plenty of games can be unrealistic but i'm not into building uh things like if i want to have that kind of game i would have that kind of game and i'd go play minecraft which i've never played and have no interest whatsoever. i played it and it's a pretty cool game you like it uh i did enjoy what do you like it about it uh, well, fortunately, Jack knows enough about sort of building things. So mm-hmm. he got me some kind of weapon that I could fight off uh, zombies. So, okay. so there are bad guys in the game. Yeah, oh, yeah. There and, can be. It's, and uh-huh. it's a sandbox game. I mean, if you want right. to get on there and just build things, you, you could can spend that. hours That's what a he does most of the time. He's right. not interested mm-hmm. in the conflict. But I'm like... Bring on the zombies! Yeah. You know what I mean? And so he right. gave me some kind of weapon, like and I just, so I'm like, dig a hole, son. Soldiers dig holes, and so we <laughs> dug a hole and built a little house. And uh, he began to make things in the corner mm-hmm. as I killed the zombies as they came in the door. Teamwork, yeah, there yeah. It was really awesome. So y'all had two different computers that you were playing on. Basically, <sighs> we must Together. have been, yeah. yeah. And his yeah. his computer, of course, uh, because I am a cheapskate, his computer doesn't reach as far as mine does. Hmm. As you know, uh, my computer was built by somebody who uh, I was out of their mind and bought this like video card uh, for the computer. Oh yeah, I kind of vaguely recall that. Yeah, it's got, got, got this big video card. Video card. Yeah, and I don't know why. Yeah. So I think that's, so I see my spreadsheets that's the better. answer, Tyler, is that's why Fortnite took off in such a way, because it's not a remarkable shooter in any way, shape, or form. It's just Right, a but that is shooter. what's different about it compared yeah, to like PUBG, which PUBG is yeah. closer to Warzone in that it's focused on More the More of a survival combat. thing, right? Doesn't PUBG have like a survival aspect to it? 
or no? I don't know. I never no. really got into it. I guess you're right. It is just the Battle Royale thing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, if you want to comment, uh, you can. We got a study here, actually a study of studies, which I think they call a meta study, looking at video games and violence and aggression. And once again, you know, this just just keeps coming up in the news over the decades that somehow playing violent video games is going to result in a bunch of psycho killers, uh, you know, anti-social terrible kids destroying lives or whatever and well it's just... I, I think there's something uh to it and what i would do, do is this uh, sort of anecdotal right whenever mm-hmm. uh you know friends would watch bruce lee movies suddenly everybody's a, kar- a karate expert you know <laughs> like flying through the air jumping uh-huh. on the bed and in your tidy whities and yeah. at, a, at 12 years old but you don't actually want to snap your friend's necks no right no that's the difference. I'm just saying that you know? uh, that's probably, yeah. to me, that's the, the, the closest thing I can come to to sort of uh, verifying this. Video games do not lead to violence or aggression. According to a reanalysis of data gathered from more than 21,000 young people around the world, story at theguardian.com, the researchers led by Aaron Drummond from New Zealand's Massey University reexamined 28 studies from previous years that looked at the link between aggressive behavior and video gaming, a method known as a meta-analysis. A new report published in the journal Royal Society Open Science on Wednesday found that when bundled together, the study showed a statistically significant but minuscule, minuscule positive correlation between gaming and aggression below the threshold required to count as even a, quote, small effect. The report said, thus current research is unable to support the hypothesis that violent video games have a meaningful long-term predictive impact on youth aggression. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom, you can bring up whatever you want on the program here. There's a little bit more about this uh, study that we can get into. Plus, your calls and thoughts are welcome. 855-450-FREE, Like Freedom, or call in on our Discord server you will sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio at discord.lrn.fm. That's discord.lrn.fm. It's Free Talk Live. Oh, yeah. It's Free Talk Live, and we got time for you. If you dial in here now, we can get you on the air. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Violent video games. Once again, there's been another study, this time a study of studies, that shows that all the studies basically say that there's very little evidence that violent video games has any kind of long-term impact on uh, youth aggression. We can talk more about that with you in our studio tonight. It's Ian and Tyler and Mark. Back to your phone calls and thoughts, though. Let's go to David. He's in New Mexico listening via the TuneIn app. Go ahead, David. You're on Free Talk Live. I need to stop paying attention to those studies. Most of them are faked in one way or another to manipulate you. So well, that goes for I'm not feeling manipulated on this one. I've played plenty of violent <laughs> video games, and I don't think they have any kind of effect. Yeah, I'm not even talking about this this study in particular or video games uh, as a topic. I'm just talking about it in general. Okay. That's one of the ways that's one of the ways that the powers that be are are one of the things they use to manipulate you to get what they want. Oh, no doubt. To get the votes they want. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, studies uh, can be, you know, the questions in studies are asked in certain ways to garner specific responses. Yeah, the, I think they're just used for confirmation bias. The responses um, are, you know, like, you know, calculated. you find the ones you like and you you read them. 
So what were you calling about, yeah, David? Well, uh, mask shaming. The the uh, governor here in New Mexico is mask shaming the uh, the sheriff's department of Lee County, and they're and they're taunting her by posting on their Lee County Sheriff's Department official Facebook page pictures of all the deputies sitting at a big long table eating pizza without wearing and wearing no mask and sitting <laughs> at the table at a restaurant at a restaurant that is uh, closed as per the governor's orders governor really? Michelle Lujan Grisham yeah and uh, and so today on her uh, her little uh, well her little her long like an hour and something long broadcast on the, the state of things, she she talked about people. I see I see people on Facebook at restaurants uh, uh, gathering when the restaurant is supposed to be closed and not wearing their masks. And she's clearly talking about the, the photo. these uh, sheriff's deputies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this uh, this this also made national news. It's the name of the restaurant is Casey's, and they were, they've been on the national news in the last few days, and uh, they're they're supposed to be completely closed mm-hmm. for for uh, dine-in service, and the 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 restaurant owner has kept his restaurant open indoors wow. seating in, in intentional defiance of the governor, and uh, and when questioned about it says hey my uh, my employees uh, need to feed their families they yep. need to earn money. And and the, so the, and then the state responded, well, have them apply for unemployment. We'll make sure that they get unemployment. And welcome to New the, Mexico. The restaurant owner kept, yeah. And so the the sheriff's department in the county is refusing to enforce anything. Right. And the well, nobody nobody in the state is enforcing anything except for the state police who have to enforce stuff. Otherwise, they get fired, which so is probably a better move anyway. Are they going to send yeah. the state police into this restaurant to try to shut them down? What else would they do? I, I don't know. T- t- tune in tomorrow to well, find out. I, so, yeah. what, the reason that why they wouldn't is because the sheriff's department is there maybe defending this particular restaurant. What would happen then? What happens if the sheriff's department, which I'm looking at the photograph here, there's at least one, two, three, four, five, six, looks like eight agents sitting around this table. Uh, you've got eight armed sheriff's deputies hanging out at this pizza parlor just eating. <laughs> and, uh, you know, is, are the state police going to show up and try to do something? No way. Uh, right. So it, it's pretty it's pretty funny, though. And and uh, what what everybody it's it's really worth your time. If you if you uh, do the same little search you did and look at uh, two or three minutes of Michelle Lujan Grisham giving her her little uh, potentate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about Trump being Trump being a megalomaniac. Uh, watch this chick. She's she's wow. like a, the, the worst, the worst fourth grade. Uh, school marm you've ever met and she's scolding the entire citizenry of the state of new mexico <laughs> and and specific specifically going after those deputies that you're looking at sitting at that table in that closed restaurant and and naming them uh you know basically naming them without naming them saying that i see you on facebook mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hilarious wow. i mean this is like this, so is, like, petty. this is like seventh this is like seventh grade behavior by yeah. by a governor, and and this governor, she was on the short list to be your vice president, I, and 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 she's not going to get that, but she she may still end up being one of. I mean, if the Dems win, which I doubt they're gonna, mm-hmm. but if they did, she would probably get appointed to one of the cabinet positions, 
and and be uh, have power over your your lives, not just us here in New Mexico. But uh, take two or three minutes and 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 look at the video of uh, especially of her address today. But any one of them, she she's just uh, a, a holy terror. It's thank you for sharing this tonight, David. I definitely appreciate the story. It's a winner for sure. I mean, you know, the cops deserve a lot of of crap. Yeah, and they have just done horrifying things in a lot of cases. There are a few good ones out there, but they're hard to find because they tend to hide because <laughs> there's so many bad ones. But they deserve a lot of critique in a lot of cases. But in this case, they're doing the right thing. Uh, in this case, they posted. Here's the update that they posted on Facebook with a photograph of, again, looks like eight officers, uniform, sitting around a table with french fries and hamburgers and tater tots and things like that, uh, enjoying a meal. They say... Uh, Quote, hashtag Halia County, do not be alarmed when you see LCSO deputies enter local restaurants. We're not there to enforce the governor's mandate. We're there to grab a bite and support our local businesses. (laughs) And you know what? That's really refreshing. I feel like everybody there has to know the risk, too. That's what I don't understand. The workers there know the risk. The police know the risk. And they're accepting it. What's wrong with that? And not a single person in this photograph has a mask on, by the way. There's a bunch of smiling faces enjoying some food. One of the one of the things that they're indoors, right? They're indoors. Okay. Yep. Uh, you know, one of those things that we I all mean, have what, in common. How are you going to enjoy pizza outdoor uh, without a mask on? I guess. Uh, you know. Well, duh, right. Uh, That's but, one of the funniest things I've seen is people lifting up their mask to, to take eat? a bike uh, of food. You've seen that really? happen? I have. Yeah. Here? Not here. I saw it up in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Oh, jeez. Yep. Couldn't believe it. Um, how do you do that? It's how just, do you even? How are you that obedient yeah. that you have to go to all that trouble? I find them uncomfortable, and I can't imagine wearing one all day. So the people that are having to wear one all day in order to work, a Those I salute folks. you. Um, but I mean, you know, the I'd rather eat outside than wear a mask into a restaurant to get to my booth to uh, sit and wait on my food to remove my mask to eat to put my mask back on so that I can go pay or whatever. It's not the only photo, according to KOAT Seven Action News. Uh, the only photo on social media showing the deputies breaking the rules. Another group of officers were pictured same day, mask-free, inside a different business, the Pizza Inn in Hobbs. Pizza Inn lost its food service permit last week after they refused to obey the governor's recent public health order and continued to permit indoor dining. So that's even better news, that they lost their food service permit and the sheriff's office is going there to eat. <laughs> nice. So, I mean, we do need to have more law enforcement officers violating this garbage these mandates out there it's it's refreshing to see that happen i wish they would do it more often on like yeah, you know these guys what what possible ramifications could there be for them i wish they would do it uh on the war on drugs you know let's let's ignore all this stupid crap and get back to actually well, lots of cops have been ignoring a marijuana from lots of people for a long time yeah i'm talking about the whole war on drugs I hear you. uh because again there's no victim there's no crime these cops could actually garner some real public appreciation if they would stop enforcing victimless crimes. And this is a perfect example of how it's actually heartwarming. Like, I, I don't normally feel feelings like this when I hear about what the police are doing because normally they're destroying peaceful people's lives. In this case, they're just acting like normal folks mm-hmm. and they're doing what normal people should be doing, which is just, and it's the same thing that we all have in common. We all got to eat. So, I mean, this is a, a common shared thread amongst humanity, and you know, kudos to these guys for doing this. I think it's the right thing to do.
You know, he mentioned uh, Joe Biden's VP pick. Uh, Has there still been? There's no, no uh, that, pick yet, That's right? the thing is, is that I'm like, why, did that did that old demented guy pick a VP guy? A person yet. yet? I mean, not and yet. Uh, so I looked it up, and apparently not. When uh, does that happen? Well, it doesn't. At this point, if COVID changes everything. Uh-huh. It's the new normal. The new normal is is that uh, Joe Biden doesn't have to go out in public, and he's still beating Trump in the polls. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, that ladies and gentlemen, anything, there still hasn't been the debate. No. Because <laughs> I can only imagine what this mud-slinging brawl is going to be like. Yeah. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Right. I mean, I probably won't watch it, but maybe there'll be some highlights that I'll right. catch. Oh, I'll definitely watch it. Well, that's yeah. going to be so fun. Right. Yeah. I mean, and if that's even if they have it. because It's I feel Alzheimer's like versus knows. Tourette's. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... Joe Biden is just going to get creamed. Yeah. And I'm sure they will find a way to try and get out of it. Hey, thanks for the call, David. Definitely appreciate hearing from you tonight. And we will be back tomorrow for the Friday episode here on Free Talk Live. As always, you can join us online in the meantime over at freetalklive.com. Don't forget to hop on our Discord server where you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners at discord.lrn.fm. That is available to you 24 hours a day. And frequently, there's stuff happening in there all the time. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com This is a pandemic survival alert and the most time-sensitive messages you will hear this year. You still have time to plant a one-acre crisis garden and secure a supply of your own nutrient-dense food. But time is running out, and it's one deadline you don't want to miss. Who should plant a crisis garden? Individuals, families, churches, communities, anyone or any group that sees hard times ahead. Let's face it, even the mainline media is talking about food supply disruptions and the growing number of grocery store workers who are becoming sick. But there's more. Meat packing plants are closing, mile-long lines at food pantries, and more farmers now in financial trouble. The truth is, growing nutrient-dense vegetables this summer may be the single most important thing you do. Go to survivalseedbank.com and watch the new video to understand what we're really up against. Get free bonus seeds, special quarantine reports, too. Don't wait. Every minute counts. Go to survivalseedbank.com. That's survivalseedbank.com. <laughs> 